Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. We're back fresh from the holidays. And with another episode, 106 of the... Shoot that shit. Don't worry. Shit the shit. You'll get the shit. And I believe this shit. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, and we are here with episode 106 of the STS Podcast. Happy holidays, y'all. Christmas just flew by. 2021 just flew by. Can't believe it. And it's great to be back into the STS Podcast studios. We're here right now. Just, man, it's been since November 27th that I dropped the podcast. And thank you for your patience. So much going on. We're gonna dive into that right now. What's going on with the with the businesses? You know, we just graduated. Shout out to everybody who's graduating. I we always talk about the school grind on here, and I just want to give a big thank you to everybody, man. Again, I'm Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. I'm your host, founder, creator. It's an honor to do the podcast, and we're back again with episode 106. Returning listeners, welcome back to the show. I know I missed y'all, and I hope y'all missed me and what we got going on with the podcast. New listeners, welcome to the show, man. I need you guys to subscribe. Apple Podcast, you guys subscribe, leave a review. I'll be more than grateful for that. Google Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, wherever you find your favorite podcast, I promise you the STS Podcast, Shooting the Shit Pod is going to be there. And man, I need the interaction. I think uh, this year we're going to try to take as much recommendations and guidance from our listeners i want to be have this podcast more interactive than we've ever been and you know we're going through we're going month by month right now we're not doing that anymore we got two podcast two podcasts dropping this week sorry i'm not restarting this shit again whatever you guys get you guys are gonna get we just um have another guest coming in dj party boy that's gonna be breaking news for everybody who's tuning in right now he's gonna be my special guest this week and we got some basketball coaches coming on we got some owners coming on we got some business owners coming on we got a lot of things going on in 2022 i really want to elevate the podcast doesn't matter if it's you know in the studio with the audio with the guest with the topics with the content that's exactly what we're gonna do we want to make sure that we keep our spot as the best podcast to come out of Kern county and it does not happen without the listeners man i know we had an exclusive audio for a while there and that's something we're going to return to once we get more guests to come in it's been super busy you know, and if you guys look at the social media, which you guys can follow now at the STS Podcast 661 on Twitter and Instagram, we're, we're trying to have more reels come out, more interactive experiences for you guys. And if you guys look at what's going on, we're going to elevate the social media. We're going to elevate what we have with the clips and the presentation of this podcast. And that's another goal that we've been trying to reach, not just because it's 2022, it's just because that's what's going to, that's what we have to do to really elevate what we have going on. And, it does not happen. And you know how much we love our support from our local community, our local businesses. And it doesn't happen without our sponsor, Bones Barbecue. Bones Barbecue is one of the premier vendors in California when it comes to open fire cooking and barbecuing, period. They are one of the local businesses that support the STS podcast. And you may have seen them showcased on the Cookie Channel during the Man Fire Food Show. And they have a great offer to our listeners. Now check this out. Bones Barbecue has a 100% homemade seasoning salt that contains... A secret recipe. That's right. 100% unique of its own. And they're going to give it to our 
podcast listeners, when you mention the STS podcast, you're going to get $3 off. You're going to pay only $5. That's right. For the Bones Barbecue 100% homemade with the secret recipe seasoning salt, you're going to get it for only $5 when you mention the STS podcast. Get $3 off today. Make sure you visit Bones Barbecue on Instagram.com slash Bones BBQ underscore. That's Instagram.com Bones BBQ underscore and man i have no idea why it took me a couple takes to get that shit right i think after and you guys are not gonna believe me but after not doing the podcast for like a month you kind of forget the rhythm you kind of forget what the fuck you're doing you're thinking way too much you're thinking okay what if i say something they're not gonna like who gives a fuck and i'm I'm talking to myself now who cares just do what you do my guy we're on the fucking podcast there's nothing we could do we're live nothing we could do and man, Christmas time just passed. Again, happy holidays to our listeners, everybody who's tuning in. And another year with our families, another year to appreciate everything we have going on. I'm not deeply religious, but of course, we gotta. It's the ultimate sacrifice that Jesus Christ gave for us, his children. And to pass that down to the next generation, just the importance of Christmas and why we celebrate and why it's more than gifts and. Seeing what the next PlayStation game you got or the last family meeting we're going to have for another six months. You know, it's bigger than all that stuff. And and just to really be around our loved ones during that time, especially you guys know, and we don't have to say names. It's just because the times we're in right now, everybody has been in the hospital. Everybody's been sick, recovering, just to really be able to embrace our family. We're so lucky so many this year, and it's suck. It, it's fucking sad, man. So many people this year are gonna be experiencing their first Christmas without someone they've they've been around all their life, their whole life. This is what they know, and because of you know COVID, other you know diseases, other illnesses, other accidents, other you know demises that you know some people get old. We understand that, but just that void that they had this this season. It's sad, and you got to really appreciate when you have another opportunity to spend another great holiday with your family. We're lucky. Um, I'm lucky. And, you know, we have friends in the hospital for, you know, injuries, you know, illnesses. Shout out to praying for all you guys. Not shout out. I'm sorry. Praying for everybody who's going through it right now. Praying for everybody who's been tried during the last six months of this year trying times and we can't we can't ever overlook that we ever we can't be selfish with just our blessings we got to really be humble and look on what other people are going through we want to see how do i say this we want to really keep those people in mind we really want to make sure that maybe just sending them a text that we're thinking about them on this, you know, this holiday, especially if someone's going through Christmas for the first time without a parent, without a cousin, without a, a mom, a dad, a brother, sister, uncle. Make sure we 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 do send them that text. Hey, we th- we're thinking about you. We love you guys, and st- Merry Christmas. Still, you know, we still gotta cherish what we have with each other, and just let them know that we're in, that they're in our thoughts. Takes nothing but a second, y'all. And I know some people may not be into that type of stuff, but I try to really, really 
remember that and just remember that I'm really lucky. Even when, you know, we had a couple illnesses in our family, had a little scare of my grandpa and, um, it was really something we have to appreciate. It made me, sometimes we have to learn that way. Sadly, we got to remember that health is something that we should cherish and we're not going to, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Anything can happen tomorrow. Our health could take a nosedive tomorrow. And it just, it's, it's, it's definitely that time of the year where we start appreciating what we have within our family, within um, our friends, with our significant other. My Christmas is, man, what's, this, what's going to my Christmas was just hectic just because we have to go from house to house to house, right? You know, divorce, family, whatnot. We've been doing this since 10 years old. This doesn't phase me anymore. But now that I'm adding my girlfriend to what we have to do during the day, because, of course, she deserves every second with her family. It's a busy day. It's, um, it kind of, it doesn't ruin it for me. I know what I have to do. It's not like it's, it's no task. It's no hassle to hang out with family, right? But I really want to make sure that all of our families get that time that I want to be with them. You know, I don't like to be on a time schedule, but with family, it's, I want to make sure I get that time with everybody and really, um, spend quality time put the fucking phone down just just ride with it enjoy the time to see these kids open up their their christmas gifts because it's my time has passed right shout out to all the presents i got but you know we're here for the for our nieces my niece and nephews this is what we have our smart family with within my immediate family my sister has four kids and we love them all so much and just to see their joy opening presents and you know really getting experience that christmas feeling everything's from santa right that's really um, what we're doing this for. It's really what I look forward to. And I want to make sure, like last Thanksgiving, I was able to see my mom's family in the morning and go to my dad's and then go to my girlfriend's. This year, we just were able to go to my pop's family and with my girl's uh, family. And, you know, I just didn't want to be in a rush, especially when you get that crunch time. Hey, you got to be here at 2 o'clock. We just wake up. We're trying to, you know, we're on vacation too, mind you. Just trying to sleep in a little bit, get a little bit more rest, not be such in a rush. Enjoying this vacation. I'm off for the last two weeks, y'all, and I want to make sure I'm I'm well rested. Especially when basketball, you know, basketball's out of pause right now for the holidays. You know, I want to not be in a rush. It's a stress that I don't want to have, and it's it's been really um, eventful on Christmas. But it was it was pleasant. It was fun. It was memorable. It was a blessing. Uh, I know sometimes with the family, it's uh, it's it's always back and forth. They're, we're all so busy, you know, and just to take that time to spend with our grandparents, with our parents, with the next generation, it's always a blessing. So I hope you guys all had a great holiday. I hope you guys all had a great Christmas. Christmas shopping was crazy. What did we get? Let me talk about what we got. Sorry, I'm just jumping from subject to subject. My girlfriend got me this Apple Watch, which I'm looking at right now. It's it's pretty cool. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know exactly what it all does, but I really love it, babe. And thank you so much. I, I appreciate it. This is a gift that uh, I'm kind of not, I'm not a tech savvy guy. Like I know how to, you know, record this podcast and hook shit up with the DJ booth and whatnot. But with the, with the, with the newest trends and technology with all things, Apple, I'm really behind. So it's really cool to see, um, you know, I get keep track of my steps. Now I get to see where my heart rate's at. You know, we could text back, which the fucking keyboard is way too small for my fat ass fingers. I'm still doing super, super amount of typos. Uh, it looks cool that we can listen to our podcast on here. You know, if you guys have an Apple Watch, make sure you guys subscribe to the STS podcast. 
really cool though. I really appreciate it, babe. It's awesome. I got a lot of clothes. I got some Fetty. They, we all love money right on Christmas. So thank you to the family. Thank you to everybody who you know gave presents to my girlfriend. You guys didn't have to do that, and we are appreciative. She's appreciative just for being thought of. My parents are really um all three of my parents are really accepting of my girlfriend, and I I love that. I knew, you know I want to I don't expect anything less, but just to see that is great, uh man. So what's been great is the DJ business, right? Man, I want to thank everybody booking, and that's not from the last two weeks or since November 29th when we did our last podcast. I want to thank everybody who has booked with DJ EC3, who just inquired, just considered me. You know, I really appreciate that. We've done some great, great Christmas parties the last time we, since the last time we spoke. We had the whole month of December, right? This is why we haven't done a lot of podcasts. We had one, two, three, four, five, six six seven gigs in the last 29 days y'all it's it, it's been wonderful i want to thank no sister left behind they're a non-profit organization i'm i'm hoping to get the president of this um association glenda on she's a great woman and just that little amount of, that little amount of time we spent together i really wanted to get her message out you know supporting not only young black women, but women in general with No Sister Left Behind. That's her foundation. I'm hoping to get Glenda on. Monarch Home Services. I really appreciate you guys coming out. That was one hell of a party. One of the best Christmas parties I've done so far. Dr. Um, Alexan's office always taking care of us. Edward. Who's Edward? I'm sorry, Edward. I, I, I see that. But who in the hell was that? And I want to feel sorry. If you, I want to be. I want to feel so bad if my guys an STS podcast listener. I can't remember who in the hell this gig was for. December tenth was Edward. Was this a wedding? I don't know. Good God, it's been so many. I don't remember. Damn, if I remember, that's cool. My guy Dame, shot by Dame. Make sure you guys check out Create More Podcast. We are all we're all brothers in the podcast game. There's. There's no competition. There's nothing like that. This isn't the fucking hip-hop game, man. Everybody wants to be the best, and we all support that. Shout out to Dame having me out for his pop-up show. That was great. Uh, Dr. Alexan's office having me. I wanted to reoccurring DJ for their holiday parties. Always a good time at Alexan's. My guy Damo had a birthday. Big 30. Shout out to my guy Damo. Jennifer booked me for her husband Danny's um, 30th surprise party. Also, I had a back-to-back surprise parties. Great time. I really appreciate it. It's, um, who in the fuck is Edward? I want to know whose gig that was. I'm sorry, y'all, but I need to find this shit out because I'm going to feel so horrible if I don't know who Edward is. I feel bad now. Let me see here. This is on December 10th. Oh, God. I don't even remember who's gig. I just want to give everybody a shout-out. Edward, Edward. Let's see here. Let's see. I don't do dead airs. So let me just keep talking here. Edward, Edward. I don't see Edward here. Let's see. Edward. Edward. I don't see it. I don't see it. Who in the fuck did I do that gig for? <laughs> I am horrible at this. I shouldn't be like that. Good God. Anyway, actually, I had eight. I got into, and let me get some context, good God, um, I had a birth. you know what, that's what it was, Edward, I'm so sorry, this is actually going to take our great segue over to the next segment, Edward is one of the financial officers 
of Kern Medical, actually one of the officers of Kern Medical, I'm sorry. He booked me for a holiday party, a Christmas party at Kern Medical. Great gig, loved it. But let me tell you guys a catch. It was at the Elements venue. And everybody who's into the DJ game knows when you DJ, you want to do Elements. It's just the vibe, it's just the culture, it's just that that setup oh god my guy miguel manuel miguel <laughs> my guy manuel has a great setup at the elements venue and i know you guys all been there right it's right there at the ice house um right down the street from la costa and chester my guy manuel has a great setup for djs every dj who's been a dj has played there it doesn't matter if it's the baker boys c mine is um alex g my guy nocturnal Every good DJ in Bakersfield has crossed that stage at one point or another. So when you're DJing there for the first time, like I am, right, you have this this goal. A goal of mine DJing, right, has always been to do elements. That's the spot I've always wanted. That's the spot that I've always felt um, when I know I'm good, I'll be there eventually. I know uh, Manuel has is a family friend. Um, he's done several events for my um, aunt Steele's mom, dad. He knows my family pretty damn well. Shout out to my titi. I know I always could have used the whole, hey, we're family friends. You know, we see each other once in a while. It's always love. We know we acknowledge each other. Hey, man, you know my family. When, when are you going to let me rock elements? I could have took that, that road, right? I could have took that out and just got the family hook up and just took care of business because my family I would have got their co-sign but I want to tell you guys the truth man I did not ever want that especially in DJing DJing is one of those it's a weird thing but it's like paying your dues and it's like um you gotta really earn your 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 place you gotta earn your respect and you gotta give it there's no choice if you're gonna be DJing you give your respect doesn't matter if it's to the history to the current crop of DJs to the art of it, you're always paying your dues with DJing. There's no way, there's no way around it. You have to pay your dues. Those who don't will get exposed. Those who don't will never flourish. So in order to continue the art of DJing, continue the culture, continue to pass down the love, you got to keep respecting it. You got to keep giving that respect. And I didn't take the easy way out. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say, Hey, I need the cosign. Let me get in this spot that I just, let me accomplish this goal off a cosign. What I did was I stood patient for so long. I've always waited for a gig to be hosted at the Elements venue because I knew once that happens, I'll be ready. And that was probably the most important gig of my DJ life. It was the most important gig of the business. The business is um, going to ride on this. I knew it. I knew it. I knew going into the, this venue that I was going to be analyzed. I was going to be exposed to a lot of first-time listeners. Um, my sets, um, I don't know if I told you guys this. I don't do sets as in I got 30 songs. I'm going to play in this order, and everything's pre-planned. That's not my get-down. As a DJ, and I don't know if this is the way other DJs do, but I know what, what I do you got to fill the crowd. You got to see where you're at. You got to see who's in the building. You got to see who's going to be vibing to what you're playing in the beginning. I take, and it's, a, God, I know this is probably horrible. Sorry, mom. I You got to look at this thing as sex, yo. You can't just go into it. You know, sometimes you can if you really need to get that bang. Yeah, but you got to look at it with time with your lady. You got to build up to it, right? 
I always have a build-up process to my set. It's the beginning, especially if there's a dinner or there's, you know, that downtime cocktail hour or whatever, just the beginning when people get there for, you know, for dinner, I guess. We got that dinner music, and we're going to always have some good hits in there, some good throwbacks, some good current stuff, and some good classics. And we build it. And you just know when people are feeling it, right? So you can have this direction that we're going in. And then we start, you know, we're going to tune it up just a little bit more. And then right when we hit that with time to dance, we're going to get him right at the climax. And we're going to build this motherfucker up. We don't want to lose this, right? That's how I, and I I kind of judge that. And I base that off of reactions of the people and the feel, the, the feel and the energy of the crowd. Believe it or not, as a DJ, you know when it's going well. You feel it. There's an energy there. The universe is with you. And it's so deep. I know it's deep for some people who never fucking DJed, right? But there is something you feel when you're, giving out this music when you're when you're curating your own version of this music i look at my set as um it's a beat pattern set it's all you know beat matched it's all um how do i say this it is a mix but it's more of uh man my guy my guy frank says it all the time it's one song everything that we from the beginning to the end it's one song and that's the way I, I like my, I, that's the way I DJ. That's the art of it for me is the beat matching. And um, it's beautiful when it's done right. <laughs> you know, there's been times I fucked that up. There's been times that I failed miserably and I learned so much from it. And I know the cliche is we don't, we learn from our losses and they're not L's, they're lessons, right? But in DJing, that's really what it is. Um, so walked into this party like what for Kerr medical what happened to be hosted at elements so knowing this my like, fuck this is gonna be my chance and man it was great it was amazing it was one of the best gigs i've had and i'm not just saying that i think like i said i say it all the time sorry i do say that every gig is my best gig but i knew this time i had to do what I could do, and my guy Manuel made me feel so comfortable, he helped me out with, you know, setting up, and it was cool, I didn't have to bring no speakers, I didn't have to bring no lights, he, he blessed me with everything, I just had to plug in my controller, um, and get my laptop ready, and God, it was, it was great, it was, the, the vibe was right, you know, I think I read the crowd well, but then when it was time to get them dancing, they did not stop, everything hit, I felt great about what I was doing. It wasn't, um, like even in the beginning of this podcast, I don't know why I felt stress in my back. And you guys know when you guys are relaxed and you don't, you guys have that little bit of tension when you're not relaxed. I felt no tension because I, the way I look at it too, time's going to come no matter what, right? Like right now it's it's, it's 3.58, 4.30 will be here before we know it. 4.30 is coming no matter what. So we got to accept it and just roll with it and just take this time that we have and make the most of it. I knew that this gig was coming. I knew that um, we were going to have to rock this thing. But why why, why was it so important, right? Why was it so big? Why was this the biggest gig I ever had in my in my business history, in DJ, DJ EC3 Entertainment's history, right? Elements is such a prestigious venue, what they have to offer for DJs, um, especially if you're a good DJ, you know, that's when you can start using the connections a little bit. 
you could be known as, hey, that guy could play good music. That guy could, how do I say this? That guy could rock the house. That guy could adapt to anything you have on the dance floor, any type of crowd. He's going to adapt to it. He's going to... He's going to make sure that that experience of being at Elements, being at any gig he's at. If you know DJ3 is going to be the man behind the behind the controller, you're going to have a fucking great time. And if you could do that at Elements, I think, man, you made it. And I can honestly say that right after, you know, Manuel was telling me too, like he was digging the music. And I respect Manuel as a businessman and as someone locally because I know what he's done. I, to be honest with you, we need him on the podcast. I can't even tell you everything he's been through, everything he's gone through. But as a businessman, you know, MG events brings it. You know, MG is a hustler, a grinder, and he's fucking ambitious. Family man. And uh, there's so much more to his story that I want to share. We're going to let him share it, actually, um, when we get him back on. We're going to get him on, hopefully, soon. And I was called back. That's what's crazy about it. After this gig, did well. Got acknowledged. Got called back for a funeral. And thank you guys for having me. I'm sorry for your lost condolences and the opportunity to play for you guys too. And I'm sorry I don't know the family's name. It was just one of those, hey, come in and I need to have a funeral that I need DJ for. And um, again, condolences to the family. We rocked that thing too. Which is kind of different. God, rock, I can't even say rocking. Playing music for a funeral, a celebration of life is difficult. Because you don't want to, this isn't, you know, the morning. They're sad. And I know it's a celebration of life. You know, we're going to have good memories. We're going to laugh at the at the sad, the great, the happy, all that good stuff. But to DJ that was, it's a challenge. I'm not going to lie. And I think I did well. I think it was really successful. So I'm honored to really be a part of this journey that I'm on. I'm honored to be a part of uh I don't want to say elements. So I want to be. I'm grateful to get an opportunity to play at elements, and hopefully, it's a, it's a, we could build on this relationship. It's something I'm, I would literally love. I want to be the twelfth man on this team. I don't give a fuck. I want to be on the squad, and I want to make that known. Um, I would really love to play at elements whenever they have an opening for me, a last minute fill in. If I don't have the gig, hell yeah, I'm in there. It was that's just the spot. I'm telling you, the sound system there is so so crazy. Um. And it was beautiful. Um, that's what's been going on this, man. You, I've been talking for 20 minutes about this already. This is what's been going on. This is why we haven't done a podcast, sadly. And it, it pisses me off, too, because there's so much I want to talk about. There's so much I want to get off my chest. There's so much that um, I think it's important that, you know, this. if you guys, and I'm not telling you guys this to blow fucking steam up my ass, you know. I want you guys to take this and just know that if you take a chance on yourself and you guys are willing to pay the respect, pay the dues that are necessary in your craft, do it, man, it pays off, it pays off, do it, and don't have any fucking regrets, don't be scared, I learned a long time ago, we can't be scared, it's always okay to be nervous, because I think being nervous shows excitement, but don't be scared to go for what the hell you think you're worth to go for whatever you believe this universe has provided for you to excel at, I think you guys could 
you guys could all do it. I know I've taken the risk over and over again, but I've never been scared of DJing. And DJing is what my bread and butter is. This is what I want to do with my life. I feel like I'm great at it. I feel like I'm gifted at it. And I'm getting only better at it. And that's kind of scary for me. I'm like, God damn, how much more do I have to... um to learn to be considered a good DJ. But that's when I learned you never stop learning. You never stop getting better. There's always something we could do better. Shout out to my guy DJ Bass. He was teaching me some things on the on the controller that um, I didn't know about. And there's different techniques than just mine. And maybe just, you know, implementing the small things that I'm learning. And I'm always willing to learn. My guy Domo says this all the time. And not, not just as a coach, but as a person. If you want to... You always want to be better, right? That means you're gonna take constructive criticism, or you're gonna have you're gonna implement some things that people suggest you try to make your job easier and to make and to help you excel at what you love to do. And shout out to my guy Bass again, man. He's helped me out um, with so much. Like I told him too, like you've helped me with the tiniest advice. He was the one that taught me about the the colors in DJ Serato. He was the one telling me that people didn't give a fuck about scratching. Like, regular folks don't come to hear that. Um, he's taught me some tricks, and, uh, man, it's it's been awesome. It's been really, really awesome. And thank you guys so much for booking it. The Carter family, shout out to um, Izzy and her mom, Sarah and Olivia and Jacob. The Floreses got married. And that's when I realized I'm fucking old DJing because Jacob was one of my players at Flutio back in the day. And to see him getting married, it's like, damn, that's I used to coach him. So shout out to the Flores family, uh, Jacob and Olivia. Congratulations. We just did their wedding last night. It's been really busy with the with the DJ business. And Thank you. Shout out to everybody, man. Um, we got banners up in the field. You guys take a picture of those banners or the stickers. We got stickers everywhere, too. You take a picture of a sticker or banner, you tag me in it. doesn't matter if it's my personal page or my DJ EC3 page. Tag us, and you're going to be entered to a raffle. We give out money every month. If you sign up to our mailing list at bookec3.com, you will definitely be entered to the raffle. We'll give away money every month. And if you win, you stay in the goddamn drawing forever. You can win consecutive months, you know, non-concurrent months. You can win more than once is what I'm trying to say. So, man, shout out to everybody who's been helping out with the business. You have no clue how much I appreciate it. It's, um... That's the ultimate thing about that's the that's what I get from this whole business thing. You gotta stay fucking humble. You can't let your head get too big. You can't think you're too good for a gig. You can't think that um, you learned everything. You can't think that you're gonna half-ass a gig because you're tired or your feet hurt or you're in a 41 degree. Like last night, we were in the 41 degrees in the cold last night for the Flores wedding. Doesn't matter. We still got a job to do. They hired you because they heard that you're good at what you do, right? And you gotta excel those expectations. You gotta, you gotta raise the bar at every gig, every gig. Excuse me, and that's what I'm trying to do. Raise the fucking bar every time I get out there behind the booth, because this is always what I want to do. I always want to play music. I always want to DJ. I always want everybody hear what the fuck I'm listening to, and hopefully they get them to dance. Hopefully it gets them to groove, and they see what I'm doing. Um, it's more than just, you know, like I said, it's always, everybody thinks we're just playing music. Nah, there's a way that you got to know what these songs are about. You got to know what these songs, the way they're formatted, the way they're um, set up, the way that they, you know, they sound. The sounds mean so much. The way they sound through the ear. You got to pay attention to so much. And it, it, it's, it's a blessing. It's not a, oh man, I love it. I could talk about this forever. It's not. 
man, it's it's not a bad thing at all. I think the DJing is such a blessing. Uh, again, doesn't shout out to all the DJs out there. Doesn't matter how you DJ, what style are you using. Um, you know, I'm a beat man. I'm a beach match guy. I make sure everything sounds like one song. I know there's other guys who just throw it on there and just make sure that love like in loop sounds cool. And I love it. I'm I'm, I'm all for it, man. I, I appreciate all the love, all the support. I think it's time to um take it to the next level. How? I'm still trying to figure that out. But 2022, we're coming. The podcast, um, what we have with the DJ with the DJ business and with the merchandise, we're trying to raise the bar in every every avenue that we have afforded to us with the D, with the business. DJ EC3 Entertainment is here to stay, y'all. And another thing, man. You know what's here? Spider-Man. Spider-Man has dropped. And this is a spoiler-filled episode. I hope you guys forgive me, but... Oh, man. The Christmas vacation has been crazy. I went to go see Spider-Man No Way Home twice. Twice. And I can't wait to go back a third time. It's out now. You guys seen it. You guys, the rumors are true. Man, such a great story, right? And, you know, I think everybody got what they wanted. And I think that's something that we can all agree on with No Way Home. Peter Parker has become Peter Parker at the end of the day. And it, once I realized what I was watching, it was great. The first time, I always just, that shock value, that, man, great crowd we had for the first showing. Everybody, when, when okay, let's, let's start from the beginning. I'm getting ahead of myself. This is right after... Uh, was it homecoming? No, that wasn't. Uh, far from home. Right after far from home, we get the big reveal. Right, Spider Man's Peter Parker, and just the consequences of people knowing in the world knowing who he is. You know, it comes with fame, and MJ and Ned are trying to get into college, and Peter too. They're all trying to go to the same college. They're getting rejected, and just to see how that affects his friends, Peter's friends. He, sorry, Peter. Is having his friends affected now by being affiliated with Spider-Man. And he's trying to get rid of that. He has Doctor Strange, right, come reverse what's this course of action that they, you know, Joan, you know, Big Joan James at the Bugle just uh, exposed him. And, man, the story is so good, y'all. I'm not going to spoil. I'm not going to go scene by scene. But just the journey was amazing. And, you know, once that spell's broken, you know, the spell was miscasted, right, by Doctor Strange. And we see everybody who knew Peter Parker from all these universes come. And that includes the bad guys. We got the uh, the Lizard. We got Electro. We got Dr. Uh, Doc Opt. We got Sandman. And my favorite. And you guys, we could have a debate too. Who's the best villain um, in Marvel history? And you guys have to admit, seeing the Goblin... As the main villain in this movie was amazing. Such a... I felt like it was 13 again, man. That was The nostalgia was definitely in the air. And the see, And you guys, yes. Yes, the interactions were great. You know, just seeing them zapping away and in the, in the, the wizard's basement. That was cool. And just to see them realize that, hey, this isn't Peter Parker. This isn't the Peter Parker that I knew in my world. And you see... Harry Osborn as the Goblin, and you see him uh, changing his character and becoming something we didn't even see within the you know the the Tobey Maguire trilogy. And then we have the Peters, 
we have Andrew Garfield, Tony McGuire, those Peter Parkers from the, from those. I can't say Garfield's one from Kid We Love, but from the past Spider-Man franchises come out, and we have oh man Daredevils. How the fuck do I forget Daredevil? Daredevil is Parker's attorney once he gets you know he uh I guess with with Stark Industries and he's getting he's getting investigated for being Spider-Man and these crimes against humanity and whatnot. All these characters from the past, from the present, from this universe, from the from the other two universes. It's amazing to see. It's amazing how this story flowed. It's amazing how this, you know, usually the the past Spider-Mans, and I heard several podcasts talk about it, so many critics talk about it. You have so many villains, you have so many heroes in one movie, it's going to get too busy. It's going to be hard just to focus on the task at hand. We have too many characters, too many stories at one time. This was not the case. It was so well done. I it was it was amazing. And it was so many great moments. Um of course, uh seeing Daredevil, uh seeing him and um Peter and MJ MJ finally asking that question, like, do you feel relieved with all of this? Like, do you feel better now that I know? And Peter falling in love with her, of course, and it, it's and then Ned, oh man, the dude, dude, like that that interaction on top of the bridge was funny as hell. That's Something we've been waiting for, for the world to know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Especially after everything that he's done for the world, right? After Endgame, um, the couple of Spider-Mans, he's a new Iron Man, right? And just seeing his progression as a young man to a man now uh, is great. Happy is a great supporting character. Happy, you gotta love what him and Aunt May were doing with, with within this movie. And just seeing his grief, unfortunately, when, you know, spoiler alert, when Aunt May is killed by the goblin. That was a, man, if you guys didn't get chills during that, that was fucking crazy in my opinion. This whole movie was, I could say, fucking crazy for the whole thing. It was great to see the storyline, what they were trying to do, and how we're going to have these characters meet their fate. Doctor Strange explains that all these people have died at the hands of Spider-Man and we find out that before they were launched into this new universe to their future, they were about to reach their demise with their Spider-Man. Told you know if it was the Tobey Maguire Andrew Garfield one, um they're going to meet their demise and they did not see that. They they're in this new world. So Tom Holland's current Spider-Man, right? Spider-Man 1, and you guys watched the movie, you guys know who Spider-Man 3 is. Spider-Man 1 realizes through Aunt May that these people can be changed, and maybe they don't have to meet their fate of death by Spider-Man, by the hands of him, essentially, right? And he thinks he could save them all. That was a great storyline. Um, it was cool to see have all, to have all three Peters in one scene it was all i'm trying to remember the sequence of here it was good to see how these spider-mans all could tell spider-man one that hey we've all lost somebody this is part of your journey as spider-man we're all gonna lose somebody and just to see them interact with peter on top of the roof after he lost aunt may um was was special and Aunt May finally saying what great power comes with great responsibility. And man, that death scene was... And seeing Happy in the car when he pulls up and he looks at Peter like, fuck. He knew she was gone. And 
Jane, you know, Jonah Jameson says, you know, everything that Spider-Man touches eventually dies, gets hurt. He ruins that line sticking out. And I know it applied. Peter Polly felt that way too. that everybody who knew about him being Spider-Man suffering because he's Spider-Man now. And he knew this was happening. But now look what happened to Aunt May. And this is after, you know, oh man, again, this is, you guys got to watch it. I can't, I'm going out of sequence here. I'm just jumping from scene to scene. But to see that and just, man, um, at the end when the climax, uh, when Tom Holland was about to kill the goblin and Tobey Maguire interferes in that, just that was what got me emotional. He, with his eyes, he was telling so much to Peter that if you do this, you're going to regret it. I know because I've been through this. And, man, they teased the fuck out of me. I thought when Goblin stabbed Toby Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, I thought that was it for him. And, man, they were able to cure him. And that's what they were doing this whole time, trying to cure all these villains. And it was special, man. See Doc Ock become the the good guy. He 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 finally realized his his fate. <laughs> and to see him and Tobey Maguire interact, it was it was amazing. The story that Marvel has now is an amazing story. Now that I realize, I read a couple articles too, and they're right. This is the beginning of the Spider Man that we knew. This is the beginning of Spider-Man that he's gonna know he's gonna, no one's gonna know his identity. This is gonna be him and this forever lonely world now that he is Spider-Man and he has to hide his identity from here on out. This is like the this is the new story. This is the the last three films, the last four or five films he's appeared on have been how he became this Spider-Man. This is the origin story now. Everything he went through, all the loss, all the suffering and just giving up himself with MJ and Ned at the end like they're not gonna know who he is and he has so many memories with his friends and the love of his life right such a great fucking story dude Marvel again <coughs> clap it up for them it's it's a great film I'm not gonna say it's the best Marvel film I have a lot you know honestly I love and I know what's big that that okay let me rephrase this Marvel films are great. I know it goes Endgame, probably Far From Home, uh, Iron Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, Doctor Strange. I know we could throw in Infinity War. We could throw in the Avengers movies and whatnot. But for me, this is probably the second best Marvel movie ever. Um, and believe it or not, damn, I don't think it's better than Spider-Man 2. That's no disrespect to this movie. Endgame's always going to be my number one. You could put Spider-Man 2 there, and I put No Way Home. And then Doctor Strange, and then Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. That's the way, and Iron Man. Yeah, that, and I can't beat those. Those are, always would be my favorite ones. Blade's in there, too. Sadly, you know, not sadly, Blade's in there, too. So, the story we have here on out, from here on out, is going to be... It's going to be interesting how they come up with this. And you guys remember we had WandaVision, Loki, Hawkeye just came out. We had uh, Captain America and the Falcon, uh, the Eternals, which I did not like at all. Uh, 
uh, I can't say his fucking name. Shanghai, sorry. Don't know his name. The Six Rings. So we're building now. We're building, and then Venom's just got introduced too. Uh, the end scene of No No Way Home. Again, spoiler alert. Make sure you guys check this movie out. It was really well done. It was special. One of the best Marvel movies. If you guys see, man, the record that's breaking is crazy. And what I think is, it was such a beautiful movie. It took you through all the emotions. You felt, you know. When the beginning, you're really like engaged. You're really it's it's an anxiety attack. Like, damn, what are they gonna do now that everybody knows that Peter's Spidey? And then you go through the nostalgic feeling with all the you know all these villains that came back and just realizing that they don't they realize that they're in a whole different world now. And then you see Spider Man and Doctor Strange engage because Peter wants to change these people. These people probably aren't gonna. Be, change but he wants to give them a chance to change their fate change the, the fate of their demise and you see that and then you see the sadness and the grief and the pain with Aunt May dying and the Peters telling him that they've experienced loss before and then you see Andrew Garfield catch MJ which is a great fucking moment and the Spider-Man's learning how to work together and then you see the goblin who's fucking a maniac in this movie. And you fucking love it because that's what the Green Goblin is. He's a maniac. He's fucking crazy. And God, it's, it's, oh man. Just to see that again was freaking awesome. And, uh, man, I don't know. I think you guys definitely got to watch this. I think, um, you guys definitely got to watch this. I, I don't know, um. If you guys could watch it only once, I think this is something you have to watch over, maybe not over and over, at least three times. I think uh, William Defoe took this movie to the next level, and you guys can ask me why. And of course, we have the three, the two Spider-Mans, but without a great villain, what do you have in these superhero movies? William Defoe was amazing. The way he was telling his Peter, "You want everything your way," and this is the result of it. God, great fucking movie! Check that out, man. Spider Man: No Way Home, amazing, amazing film. And I know everybody wants to talk about how my guy Scorsese says, you know, comic movies aren't a movie. They aren't. No, sir. I'm sorry. Look this. Look at this movie. It's original, you know, comic, straight from the comics, but this is the best way you could play this out. This is some original shit that I love to see, um, in my mind at least. Like, this is great what we're seeing on screen for the first time. The the, the way that this these arcs are developing with Marvel, like, this, this is awesome. This is great. I think it's amazing to see. And, yeah, check that out, you guys. That's my, I guess that's my review. I'll give it 5 out of 5. Spider-Man No Way Home. And another thing, I'll give 5 out of 5. I hope you guys are paying attention. And I know you guys don't watch wrestling. You guys have made that clear. AEW just released or just dropped this um, new match. Just, you know, the weekly segment with Dynamite. And they started off with the AEW Championship, right? The most prestigious title in wrestling today. It's held by Adam Page. You know, he's a he's a newcomer to the mainstream fans. A lot of you guys have never heard of um, Adam Cowboy Page. Straight cowboy shit. Great, great wrestler. Um, great character. I love what he's doing. You know, 
he, he's well deserving of a title, and I'm glad he has it. And AEW just signed recently Daniel Bryan, legend. You guys, oh, Brian New Danielson. Sorry, he goes by Brian New Danielson now. Um, Brian Danielson is challenging uh, for the title. He just won a tournament, so he is um, the number one contender. And they just had an hour long match, Iron Man match. We call that in wrestling a Broadway. And man, what a fucking match! The psychology that was used. Just see Daniel Bryan again. This is an hour-long match. You gotta keep the attention span here, people. Pure wrestling could still do that. This was this is what the match proved that pure wrestling can still captivate the wrestling audience, the diehards, the casuals. If you love wrestling, I think you would love this. I think it just got voted crazy. It got voted match of the year, top five already, with no matter what the promotion was. And it was great to see the story that was told. I wish I had notes here. Um, I should have kept notes. I watched it finally. Um, to find an hour to watch an hour-long wrestling match takes some time, but just to see Daniel Bryan being the leader of this match, the, it's a it's a dance. You're only as good as your partner, right? And it was a great, great championship match. The commentating team I felt made this seem important. Um, the spots that were used were great. You know, you had Daniel Bryan um, going out of the ring at certain times. Um, you had Paige getting beat down and overcoming that but then Daniel Bryan just take him down at the legs he's gonna give him a little bit but take him down at the legs again let's just keep the keep this, this is another another example of climax at the right time and you had a great table spot you had great moments with the crowd really just taking in what's going on and then you have and we're gonna fast forward again I don't have every spot on here but then you fast forward to when um Page hit uh, pay, um, Hangman Adam Page hits his finisher, and right when he's about to get the cover, you think the match is over, he's gonna retain his title. The bell rings. That sixty-minute time limit that this match had has exceeded and expired. And man, it was a fucking great, great outing. I wish you guys. I hope you guys all watched this. I think it's worth the hype. Um, it's one of the one of the best matches I've seen on TV in a long, long time. And it, it was it was action packed. It wasn't a snooze fest. I know back in the day, you know, wrestling gets a bad rap. The only thing they did was fucking headlocks for an hour. No, this was constant storytelling, constant moving, constant um, psychology. There was times where Daniel Bryan had the upper hand, and there was times that Adam Page had the upper hand. And you just see how Daniel Bryan just orchestrated this bout. And you have to give him credit. I think he's a he's a ring general. He's a technician. Uh, just to see everything he does looks like it's real. And we know it's not, right? You know, I know everybody's showing wrestling. It's not real. We know that. But the way he was able to showcase his talents and make and lay everything in like it's like it's legit. It's a real thing. Is amazing, and it made me a believer again. I just feel like, man, what can't they? What can they do to possibly top that? And I know they have a rematch in two weeks. And that's something I'd recommend all of you guys to watch. Recommend it one hundred percent. I think it's it's a great time for wrestling. You know, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman just had a breakup. Kevin Owens just signed back to WWE, which is a great great thing for him. I don't, I don't I I AEW is so filled right now. 
with talent. It's hard to use everybody. You know, CM Punk's on the rise right now. It's hard to get Andrade in there. It's Malachi Black. You have Cody Rhodes again, the TV champion. You have Adam Page and Daniel Bryan in a great feud. CM Punk and MJF. Man, the promo battle between these two have been off the charts. Off the fucking charts. And I love seeing CM Punk challenged by the young and up-and-coming talent. It's It's been great. I... I'm loving wrestling right now. Um, Austin Theory and Vince McMahon, kind of on the ropes about that. But, man, seriously, check out that Adam Page and Brian Danielson belt. Man, I'm thinking, what was my favorite spot? One of my favorite spots was definitely when he, that, that table spot. It was fucking amazing. And just seeing Dan and Brian utilize so many submissions. Again, that's why he's a technician. It's more than submissions, but... He knows what he's doing. The crowd was into it the whole time. You gotta appreciate a good crowd. I, I, I just don't. I don't know. It, it was great. It was great. What else do we want to talk about? Man, speaking of great, Demarius Thomas is one of the greatest Bronco players of all time at the wide receiver position. Don't let anybody tell you anything different. He's up there with Shannon Sharp. He's up there with Rod Smith and McCaffrey. Demarius Thomas is one you have to mention. Him and Manning back in the day, dude, had me amped up as a Bronco fan. That Tim Tebow pass against Pittsburgh in the playoff game was amazing. Demarius Thomas, rest in peace. Great Bronco player. Such a fucking loss, man, for the game. So young. I think he was only 33 years old. So young, dude. One of my favorite Bronco players of all time. And, man, it really, when I seen that, I was like, no way. And when I think of Broncos, you think of Demarius Thomas. I'm thinking of Clinton Portis, um, Ed McCaffrey, John Elway, uh, Payne Manning, Brian Greasy, um, Steve Atwater, John Lynch, John Mobley. So many fucking great Bronco players, man. Champ Bailey, Terrell Davis. You put up there, you know, Demarius Thomas. When you think of wide receivers, I don't think of Wes Reckler or Eric Decker. Uh, none of that. Think of Demarius Thomas and rest in peace, man. Such a tragic ending to a great, great man, great career. And you know, if you're a diehard, you followed him. I followed him when he went with the fucking Texans, with the Jets after retirement. I remember he got he signed that day contract. Always loved DT, man. Rest in peace, DT. Rest in peace, Vincente Fernandez, El Rey. Uh, great, great. I, I, I'm unqualified to talk about the impact he had on just his type of music. I don't know if it's mariachi music, but. As a kid, we always heard Vicente Fernandez forever with the drunk Theos and Diaz at every pachanga. That's how I end almost every gig with a Vicente Fernandez song. And the legacy, I don't think ain't that would never be duplicated or matched again. It, it's amazing to see the impact that he had all around the world. He's seen George Strait doing tributes to him. That was, it's, it's loving. I love it, man. I love the love that these two have got over the last couple weeks. Uh, the last couple weeks have been crazy too, man. Let me just talk about one more thing. You guys know for the last 10 years, I've been trying to fucking finish community college to get this AA degree, and I'm pleased to announce, man, I finally graduated from Taft College. Hell of a ride, hell of a journey, learned so many lessons of man going to this school, man, and just responsibility and accountability and stop being lazy, man, stop fucking uh, half-assing shit, stop half-assing Stuff that you paid for, that you're hustling for, and you're over just dicking it off. That's what I learned from this. Uh, it took me a long time, but I, with so much support from my friends and my girlfriend and my family, I was able to 
pull it off. Uh, thanks to my professor, Escobedo. Uh, she knew my situation, and we we worked hard for the last two years to get me to get finished, man. Why did it take so long, Ernie? Again, half-assing it, failing classes that I should have passed, having to retake those classes, having to retake those classes and fucking fail them again, taking them up to three times. That takes, a, you know, that's a hole that you, some people don't get out of. Some people don't go back. But I really wanted to show to myself that I don't quit doing anything. I don't ever give up on myself. Everything's in my control, especially with school. Everything's in these books that I need to learn. Millions of people are graduated. It doesn't matter if it's from AA, BA, master's, a doctorate. Millions of people have done this. Why can't we do it? Why can't you do it? That's why I kept telling myself, why can't everybody else do but you? And I did not quit. And um, again, Salute to everybody who graduates. Salute to everybody who's going to keep grinding, keep going with these classes. Man, y'all, there's nothing wrong with taking your time. Everything is timing. Everybody has their own plan. Don't let other, don't let other people, um, how can I say this? Don't let other people really put their wishes on you. Don't let anybody tell you, hey, you need to finish this amount of time. It would be great to finish in two years, right? Of course you want to, but don't feel that pressure like you have to. There are time. There is a journey. It's your own. Figure it out. As long as you get to that end, we're all going to the same destination. Just get there. I don't care how long it takes you, how many times you got to take the class. I don't care if you take the class online, in person, one class at a time, two classes at a time. If you can handle the full load, God bless you. But just get it done, man. Don't let anybody really defect. How do I say this? Um, when a train gets off, is it derail? When you let someone derail your dreams, you're fucking yourself. Sorry. Hey, I know I'm trying to stop cussing on my podcast. But when you let somebody else derail your dreams, you're not doing yourself justice. You're laying yourself down. Ain't nobody going to do this stuff but us for us. No one's going to go to your classes. No one's going to put in the time and the effort but you. So get that shit done, y'all. If I could do it, I promise y'all could do it. And y'all, this is going to be the end of the podcast. This is episode 106, Back from the Holidays. My name is Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter, STS Podcast 661. Big thank you to our sponsor, Bones Barbecue. Make sure you follow them now at Instagram.com slash BonesBBQ underscore. Mention the STS Podcast. Get the $3 off of their homemade secret recipe, seasoning salt. And man, y'all, I appreciate the love. I'll see y'all next time. Here we go.